And now, Wolf Bites open mic. The Bass Jackers. I just came home actually from tour. Hey guys, this is Phoenix Paul. Hey, what's up? This is Sean Frank. Wolf Bites DJs and your favorite artists. Sophie Francis. Sophie, thanks for joining us today. Hi, it's super nice to join you guys. What's up, guys? This is Ahmed Van Buren. Now, open mic. What's up? Nathan here at Wolf Bites Radio, and we are back with another episode of Wolf Bites Open Mic. Today, we are joined by a very special guest, San Holo. Hello. What's up? <laughs> How are you? I'm uh, I think generally speaking, I'm uh, I'm doing okay right now. I I went through some uh, stressful weeks on uh, on, on tour preparations. Uh, it's all a little bit uh, hectic because of uh, you know the pandemic that has ha- has happened. Everyone's a little bit rusty, and supply chains are very uh, bad. <laughs> so uh, we've been kind of hustling to get things together, but but we're getting there. We're uh, it's in a good spot right now. Well, that's good that you have that positive mentality and you can push through sort of no matter what happens and when things are out of your control. Yeah, you got to you know, stay vibrant. Absolutely. That's your motto, right? <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So back when I was in high school, I was 16. Um, I was in a class with a friend of mine and I just met this friend, very recent friend, and we we're talking about music and I played him We Rise. We Rise. explain you know explain how awesome you were and this is like my first song i've ever heard of yours um so when i was told that i was doing this podcast with you i was super excited because it's like someone i've you know heard before and i was very excited about that so i texted him immediately and uh he had a couple questions for you i said you know let me know so he awesome. wants to know stuff. so i have some questions for you from him and then we'll move on to what i have for you yeah 100 percent. I'm, I'm i'm super excited all right Several artists in recent memory have been known to reimagine their most beloved tracks in the style of their newest work. A notable example being Porter Robinson imagining his world's track in the nurture style, especially in a live show setting. Would you say there are any instances of your older tracks being reimagined in the style of Baby You Okay? If not, would there be any, in- any you'd like to reinvent? Oh, like, it's a fun question because actually I, I, basically remixed my entire old catalog uh, prior to the Baby OK album. I remixed everything to kind of make it fit in the new set. Um, So I actually did change a lot of my old work uh, to give it uh, a newer, like a a breath of fresh air. There's songs like, I'll give you a good example. Like one of my my songs, Fly, I released that like six years ago. And um, it's, it's, I decided to put it really early on in the set, but the first couple of songs you play in the set have to be really like, you know, impactful and like yeah. kind of fast and big. So I completely remixed that track to, to make it faster and stuff. Um, and I added some guitars in there too. So that's, that's what I do all the time. I, I keep remixing my older tracks to make them fit where I'm at right now in life. So if, uh, if anyone, you know, still thinking about going to a show uh, please do because you'll get to see like you get, you'll get to hear and see the, these new versions of old songs basically all kinds of remixes i did of my own songs and that's really special to be able to use you know your own work recycle it if you will and you yeah have basically a show, recycling yeah yeah and you do have a show um on november 5th in raleigh at the ritz in raleigh that's where most of our listeners will probably come from 
So just to put that out there at the Ritz in oh, Raleigh awesome. at 5 yeah. p.m. Yep. So out November 5th. So make sure you. Is it me? Is it me or, or do you have an American accent or a British English, accent? English. Yeah. I'm so confused. <laughs> no. Yeah. Based in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, I live I live here in, in Raleigh. I'm just a student at NC State University, which is where our, um, our Wolf Bites radio comes from. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So the next question I have for you. The newest Goldie and Finch compilation just dropped October 15th. And with it, you have a track in collaboration with artists Tusker Black, Flaws and Mystic. Thinking about your other songs on the past Goldie and Finch compilations, were there any special qualities that made this one stick out from the rest? Um, so the Goldie and Finch is always, um, we call it our, our sonic runway. So we put all these artists on there that we believe are the future. Um, and... Um, this, this song I did on the Golden Finch 4 is like the closing track of, of, of the compilation. And I decided to do like a collaboration with all these artists I look up to, like Tasca Black is on there, like you said, Mystic, um, Flaws is on there. Um, and I just sent them the first one minute of the song and I was like, let's collaborate all together on this. And then they, accept, they send me back their version and then I sent that version to someone else and then he sent me back his remix of that version. And then I kind of compiled everything together into one song. Um, so it's a very collaborative um, track, which is why we also called it uh, Bitbird as the artist name. It's not Son Holo as the artist name. It's, it's, it's Bitbird as a family. Uh, and I think that's, that's what, I, what I really like about this, this track on the compilation. It's, it's, it's not me, it's, it's a... It's a movement. It's the Bitbird movement. It's the Bitbird create forever mentality. Um, and I think over the years, we've built something really awesome with Bitbird. I'm really proud of the label and, and the supporters, we, the, the, the artists we've been supporting that are now actually, you know, also starting to play live shows. And um, there's an artist called Tsunami um, that, 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 we, uh, that we signed the other day who I'm now putting on my, my tour, you know? So for me, it's so special to see people that we as Bitbird believe in to put them on into the spotlight, you know, and, and kind of kickstart their career in a way, you know, that's one of my favorite things to do. And I'm so excited people are paying attention to these really groundbreaking artists that we release on Bitbird. So. Yeah, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that kind of makes you sound a bit like a godfather or something. Oh, like I'm that. not, I'm not a god nor a father. We're like, it's, it's, it's a, I'm just doing it out of love, man. I, I love, it's just like when I hear a great track, I want the world to hear it. And, and most of the great tracks come from the underground, you know, these fresh sounds, these fresh beats and, and, and synthesizers and like instrumentations, they all come from the underground. And, uh, you know, when I first started out making the music I make, no one really liked it either. And I sent it to labels and they were all like, oh, I don't know, it's a little bit weird. Um, but now it's a thing, you know, it's, you, if you keep believing in it, you keep pushing, you can create your own world. And, and that's the most inspiring thing to me. So I, I love to help artists facilitate that, you know. So would you say that was one of the biggest reasons you started Bitbird? Yeah. Really, like it started out as like, just a platform to pr promote my friends. Because I back then in the days, like I think six or seven years ago, 
SoundCloud was really big and there all these crazy producers started popping off and I had some traction with, with my remixes. Um, and I was getting a lot of like eyes on me and I was like, wait, my stuff is not even half as good as this producer right here. Like, and then I introduced Duskus and like Tasca Black, uh, East Ghost, all these great, great producers. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the reason why I started Bitbird, to support the family, you know? I love that sort of family mentality you have there as well. Yeah. So the next question he had for you is, the sound of Baby You Okay to me consists of little ideas and melodies that have a lot of room to breathe. Listeners are generally met with raw organics ideas that never truly overstay their welcome. Do you think that these types of tracks need to exist more in a scene dominated by impressive sound design techniques and formulas? Most of my songwriting has always been about very basic ideas and lyrics. Um, most of the lyrics on Baby Okay, the album, are not even lyrics. They're more like mantras. You know, Baby You Okay, it's, it's not a lyric, it's just a question. Uh, there's a song on there called I Get Lonely Around People Too, um, which is also a mantra. It's not like I write pages of lyrics. Most of the time, it's just four simple lines that that are impactful to me that I try to uh, that I try to package in a way that it's, that is interesting throughout the song. And I feel like every song on the album is a little note, a little message to either myself or to my listeners. It's a personal note, and um, I I think for me. What's most important is the feeling. I don't really care too much about um, impressive sound design or or complicated things. I, I like I like the feeling. I want people to listen to it and have a feeling of life flowing through them. Like relatable subjects like love and and missing someone and being in your head too much. I want people to listen to it and feel something. More that than I want to impress producers or like musicians with like sound design or, you know, I, I don't really care too much about that. I want people to feel. Well, I'm glad that that's your goal because I had another question coming up later that was literally going to say, when I listen to your music, I have an emotional connection to the sound. Good. Yeah. That, that's... So if that's your goal. I mean, that's exactly what was coming across. Great. Well, that's the best compliment then. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you're, you're doing it. And it's, it's working for sure. <clears throat> so your brand new album, Baby You Okay, just came out. Do you have a favorite song on it? Yeah, I, I do have a favorite song. I think it's a, it's a song on there called uh, Make This Moment Last. one of the songs that that uh, is important to me because it's it's about you know how time is moving really fast and we're all trying to you know keep up with time we're always chasing running to our next appointment next meeting our next goal um, and we oftentimes forget to to really breathe and, and make specific moments last you know like to really stand still and enjoy the moment um this is one of the things i struggle with the most in life to really appreciate the moment 
even when I'm on tour, you know, I'm touring these cities, I'm seeing these beautiful people in the crowd every night. And I catch myself not fully enjoying it, but still thinking about the show tomorrow, it has to be better. Or next week we got that show, it needs to be really great. And then after this tour, I want to do that and that and that. Instead of really appreciating the moment, I think, you know, like uh, for me, it's, it's, a, it's a note to self. Time is moving fast, but we can make this moment last. And I should try to make moments last longer, create memories and stand still sometimes, you know? Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. That's something I, I struggle with as well is looking ahead too far and not exactly appreciating the moment at hand. Yeah, because in the end, it sounds really cliche, but in the end, all we have is now. And it's, it's, the next 16 minutes are not a, are not just a given, you know, like anything could happen. <laughs> Absolutely. Very true. Very true. So my very song is You've Changed, I've Changed on the album. Oh, cool. If there was a way. that in the car the other day and just really really yeah, fantastic vibe to it awesome yeah it's really fun because i have uh, chad porter the, the guy I, I wrote it with i have him on tour so every night we go on stage together for that song and we like scream our lungs out during the chorus <laughs> it's very easy to sing along with yeah so yeah it's, it's it's one of the best performing tracks on the on the record actually which is funny because it's uh it's kind of a raw rock song uh, yeah in an edm jacket <laughs> <laughs> good way to put it yeah um so i noticed that almost all the songs in the album are lowercase and this is something you had on album one as well uh, except three songs in this new album it hurts my fault and feels right why are they all in capitals uh, i thought i thought it looked great that's yeah, it I, it does <laughs> yeah so some words just look beautiful lowercase and some words just look beautiful uppercase uh, or like what do you call capital capitalized capitalized yeah capitalized yeah uppercase is uppercase even a thing or is it just something i think I made it up? works it works uppercase, <laughs> lowercase. yeah absolutely i'm dutch man I, I make words up sometimes but yeah uh, i like i like the i like the look of it i like the the fact that there's three and when it's a long track list and they kind of like pinpoint you know it's, it's literally an aesthetic thing for me. I just love the way it looked. It, it, it does look very well. I was wondering if there was like a hidden meaning behind it or something, or are you supposed to read it? It hurts my fault, feels right. I don't know, somewhere backwards or something like that. Could be, could be. Like if, if, you know, I, I would hate to be the one telling someone who has a, 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 a feeling with, you know, the meaning behind it. To like that's not true no it, it's it's whatever you want it to be that's that's the most important thing i also don't really like explaining my songs too much because the song should mean whatever it means to you you know mm. you don't want to yeah. define and you know conf, 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 confine is the better word you want to confine the listener to what you think it should be exactly even though it's very personal to me I want the, the listener to have the same personal connection to something that's going on in their lives. And that's, it's a fine line, you know, it's a fine line because it's, it's one thing to be personal about your own life and experience, but it's so, it feels so good when, when I notice people relate to it, 
you know, and people that come from different backgrounds, different stories, different, different, you know, brought up differently, uh, yet they connect to it. So there's this universal feeling and emotion that apparently connects to people uh, throughout music, through music. And, and uh, I think that's the most special thing that, that you can't really describe why it connects to everyone in a different way yet it feels so personal uh, it's it's beautiful i love that as you put you put that really well i really appreciate that um so along the similar lines with that with your music um especially your albums do you suggest that listeners listen from start to finish or just shuffle well i do make my albums uh i spend a lot of time making making it flow throughout a lot of the songs kind of flow into each other mm-hmm. there's definitely parts of the album like halfway down the album you 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 uh you go into this part that goes from heel to lonely in la to i get lonely around people too it's it's really about there there's different parts that are different in emotion to the album the, the album starts uplifting and it goes like to like a like a loneliness part and then it picks itself back up again you know, I, I would like it if people listen to it from start to finish. Yet, I also want the songs to stand out on their own. Yeah. I think that, that explains the roller coaster of life as well. You have ups and downs throughout it, and your music explains that well. That, that's one of the most, you know, ups and downs is one of the most common subjects in my music. Uh, the, the, I'm obsessed with the, the ups and downs in life, and I have been without knowing it even back in the days, like five years ago, when I made We Rise, We Fall, you know, it's a, it keeps coming back. I think it's all, all about life, man. If, if people ask me what inspires you, I, I just, it's, it's life. It's uh, human emotions and real, yeah, internalized questions and, and, and just trying to figure out life, man. That's, that's what music is about for me. Trying to make sense of it, right? Yeah, trying to make sense of it all. And trying to be okay with the fact that nothing really makes sense in the end. <laughs> good, good viewpoint there. <laughs> so the collaborations for this album are with majority non-Dutch musicians, um, with the exclusion of the Nicholas. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so another Dutch artist I've listened to before is Estine. Do you know think- of her? Yeah. No, I don't know. No. Well, I think you follow her on Instagram, Estine. And uh, I was curious to see. Oh, Sting. Yeah, Sting. I'm not sure how to pronounce it necessarily. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, The the, the rapper. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think you'd ever work with her in the future? Yeah. Yeah. I think we spoke about it, actually. Oh, really? A couple of times. But it's just, you know, like the hectic nature of uh, being a a traveling touring musician. uh, It's it's hard hard to combine with with collaborating. uh, um, But yeah, we'd love to make something with her. It's funny yeah. that you know. How do you know? Yeah, I think about she her? has a great sound. I have no idea how I ended up listening to her on Spotify, and um, I was I really like the sound, and her voice is fantastic as well. Um, do you understand the lyrics? No, I have no idea what what she's saying, but it doesn't matter because uh, that, and, the feeling I get with the music yeah. and the emotional connection, you know. Exactly, and that's what I'm trying to say. Like, it's it's a, the feeling of life, the feeling of life flowing, flowing. It does something to you, and 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 I think, you know, that's that's what I try to do with my music too. Even 
if I use no words or just a few words, I hope people uh, feel that the feel the feel the realness of it all. Yeah. Yeah. So we, along the lines of realness, um, you have a lot about on your website about percent. Um, and what does percent mean to you? Uh, that's something uh, that's a combination of internet culture and, you know, actual genuine emotions and, and things I think about every day. Um, I feel like I got a little bit tired of, of always saying that I'm okay. When people ask me like, Hey, how are you? And I'm like, Hey, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm great. And I was like, what if we have a, have a better way of kind of quickly pointing out how we're feeling without having to use too many words. And then, um, I think for, at first I just started kind of like putting my, my percent it started, it started with my friend asking me on the tour bus, Hey man, how are you doing? And I was like, I don't know, man, I feel like 61% today. And he was like, Oh, 61. I'm feeling like a solid 79% right now. And that's when I started like putting that in my, in my Twitter name. And then everyone started doing it. Like there was this huge, like suddenly this scene of people, a community of people doing that. Um, and, and it really has everything to do with the, the stay, the stay vibrant motto. I, uh, I just said earlier, um, it's like stay vibrant is not about positive vibes only or whatever. It's, it's not about, it's, it's, it's once again, appreciating the ups and downs in life and being okay with not being okay. Sometimes, you know, it's, uh, I feel like for, for the longest time we've told our, ourselves, we, we need to be positive always. And, and actually EDM was dominated by the, the positive vibes only movement, you know, like positive vibes. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that's bad or wrong, but I think it's important for people to hear that, that you're going to go through parts in life that are not about positive vibes only. It's, it's about, you know, realizing the ups and downs of life, embracing the ups and downs of life and knowing that, you know, brighter days will come. And I didn't mean to link that to one of my songs, but like it, it really is all about most of the times my song titles are just literally things I think about my head in my head, like brighter days will come, we rise, we'll fall. I just want to see the light. You know, I just want to know what, what's going on. Uh, I just want clarity and uh, stay vibrant. is kind of like the embodies everything I think about. And it comes down to, once i'm gonna say once more embracing the ups and downs of life and being okay with it um so if one day you're like 11 percent, it's pretty low percentage but it's okay it's okay to tell people that you're not feeling the greatest um, but as long as you you keep a vibrant mindset you realize things will pass and you know the percentage is always fluctuating it's going up and down it's not a solid straight line it's uh, I hope that kind of explains the the percentage a little bit. No, it does. Yeah. And also with the, the music aspect of things, if you only focus on the positive, you're missing 50%. Yeah. The, it, it, it kind of naturally evolved. I don't even know where it started. It naturally evolved into this thing where now I'm known as like, you know, the percentage guy. Um, and then we found out this really funny thing when you spell out my name, Son Holo. When you're like son, and then you get an H, and then the percentage literally spells H O L O. Yeah, I don't know if, if you know what I mean. It's it was just so funny. It's like it was meant, meant to be right? that meant way. To be exactly. Yeah. 
absolutely meant to be. Um, so what is your 100%? I think I was only 100% one time in my life, which was at like <laughs> Red Rocks. Yeah. When I played Red Rocks and everything just fell into place. Yeah. Like the, my family yeah. flew out to, to see me play it, the biggest show I've ever done before. And uh, it was just a, something I've been working up to for years in the back of my mind. Like, wow, what, what, how awesome would it be if I could do that one day? And it all came together that that night. It was a special day. But I gotta say, hundred percent is very rare, and people oftentimes misuse it. Like it's not just like most of the time. I think you, if you're really lucky and happy, you're like about ninety ninety five percent. Hundred percent is like really uncommon. So don't don't misuse it. Don't you know? It's a it's only on very special, special, special moments. <laughs> I think that's a once in a lifetime, hundred percent, or can it happen? Maybe not once in a lifetime. I hope you reach it many times in your life, but I want people to realize ninety percent is extremely high. You know, it is extremely high. Even seventy percent is super solid. Um, it's also about accepting and, and being okay with things not being incredibly perfect always. You know. That's why I say 100% is very uncommon, but I hope you reach it a lot throughout your life. <laughs> yeah, so you, you touched on a lot of your, the names of your songs and, and they're just things that are in your head. Um, so how important is mental health to you and what has the pandemic taught you? Well, I think more and more I'm starting to realize that mental health is uh, matters way more to me than I thought it did. I'm very rational and very, uh, how do I say this? Mental health is so important, but I don't want to fall into the, into the trend of saying, oh my God, yes, mental health is so important. Mental health is something very complex. And I can just say right now, yes, mental health is important, but that doesn't even do it justice. I, I don't know how to respond to this question. Mental health is something so deep and, 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 and complex that it takes time for someone to really know what mental health really is i because i thought my mental health was fine for five the last seven six seven years i thought i was fine i thought i didn't have any stress i thought i was not worried um only to find out that i have been stressed every single day of my life i just didn't show it and i didn't i didn't know how to how to realize that I was because if you grow up a certain way and you've been doing certain things your whole life how are you supposed to know your mental health is bad because no one references that there's no way for you to reference your mental health to someone else's mental health because we're all our own universe in our heads um so just talking about how it's important to de-stress and that 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 kind of stuff that's only surface level mental health it goes really deep and i'm and i do advise people to read a lot of books about the mind and and uh, about, about mindfulness and about the mind and the, and the body connection um because it's i think we should be teaching this at schools you know it's it's uh sorry i go i go it, it's hard for me sometimes to answer questions with a yes or no it's important oh no, we want more absolutely yeah. more is better yeah. i think I think this is a almost a science. Mental health is, is such a overlooked 
thing in our society with especially now with all these new medias and like social medias and our phones it's uh i think we we can barely grasp the concept of mental health ourselves and i think you know we have a lot of work to do as, as a as a world as a society to to bring to make that not a special conversation it's, it's an everyday conversation it's what should be taught to kids at schools it's 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 so much bigger you know it's not just an instagram post saying here's five ways you can work on your mental health it's way deeper than that and sometimes i'm scared people simplify it a lot mm-hmm. you know it's it's not about uh sorry maybe i'm just being a little bit uh maybe i'm no, maybe no. i'm being a little bit uh skeptical because i notice a lot of people i don't know how old are you right now 22 22 man yours you grew up with a phone right um for the last probably seven years eight years yeah yeah so yeah when i went to school i had no phone i had no way to compare myself to to my classmates on social media or like i i cannot even fathom how different your, even in these last couple of years, how different your, your reality was from mine. Um, you seem like a very intelligent person. Thank you. Uh, so I think you can kind of understand how much, how much social media and, and, and phones affects people. Uh, I'm not saying they're bad. I'm mm. just saying that as a, as a world, we should look at that and, and see what it does to mental health of people i asked this question as well because i know you on social media you've posted about this before about putting the phone down for a little bit of time yeah yeah and and even that was uh you know i I caught myself getting it sometimes you know in all in all transparency there it's uh it's become such a part of our lives and i think putting a phone down for one month wasn't really enough to like yeah but it's, it's, I need it. It's also a promotion for my brand. It's a, I don't know, man. Social media is a, it's a very complex thing. And, and I, I don't know, I'm, 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 I'm getting too, too philosophical and I should just like kind of like narrow it down a little bit more. Um, but to answer your question, yes, mental health is extremely important. And um, I hope there will be more awareness about how deep that stuff goes in the future so what has the pandemic taught you in regards to that oh a lot of existential stuff for me for me it was a lot of existential feelings of um i also turned 30 in the pandemic and i never thought it would affect me Mm. but suddenly you realize uh, i realized i became hyper aware of my mortality you know when i was 22 I, i didn't really think about the fact that all of this is fleeting and everything is, is temporary and every second or minute you don't enjoy being alive is kind of a waste in a way, but it's also part of life and you need it to grow. I, I, got, I got depressed in the, in the pandemic about, you know, if, if, if every day you wake up thinking about existential things like, oh, why would I even work on this song? Because in a thousand years, it's just another song. Like how many 
everything is so fleeting, especially because the I realized like how how the bands I grew up with, um, some of them, when I talk to people your age, never heard about them, and that's yeah. and it's no, completely normal. But it's such a I never thought I'd get to that age or level where there's this new era of there's this new generation that is so different from my generation. I think that really came came out the last couple of years with TikTok coming up and then it, it's so different. But I, I can't talk to you about it because I think you're part of that. You're yeah you're young. So which which bands are for you that you grew up with? My eyes was the the editors, uh, the police. Yeah, um, police. You know the police, yeah. yeah. Um, what about? Obviously, you know Blink One Eighty Two because they're still hot mm-hmm. right now. They're they're great. Um, you know Sum Forty One. Nope. See, like the Offspring. No, haven't heard of those either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's completely okay. But for the first time in my life, I started feeling old, you know? Yeah. yeah I think I talk about it a lot lately with my friends. Uh, like with, with Tsunami, um, she's a producer who's on the tour bus and she's 21. And we always talk about how I'm like a, the, the grandpa of the tour, you know? <laughs> I'm like the oldest of all the support artists. And I feel it's also cool. I, I like it, but it's crazy to realize, oh man, these kids are listening to other things now and other things are trendy and, and popular. And sometimes I don't fully understand it. And it's the first time I feel like my parents, when they didn't understand EDM, they were like, what is this music? Why don't you go back to playing guitar? Yeah. You know, but it's, it's, it's all good, man. Well, at 30, you think about this when you turn 30. Yeah, but I say, but 30 is not even old. Well, no. that's what I said when I was 22. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in a year's time, we'll have a different point of view on that. Um, yeah. yeah. So it was the guitar, the first instrument you learned to play? Yes, it, it was the first, first, uh, my first love. And I think uh, it will always be my, my biggest love. And uh, the guitar is, the, to me, the coolest instrument out there. Uh, but the easiest way to express myself is through the guitar. Yeah. Do you think you'll ever do any stripped versions of your songs? Yeah, would love to. Yeah, I will. One day when I'm 40, I'm really old. Yeah. I'll do like an acoustic tour with all my, uh, all the hits. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. I think that would be very interesting to go back to the roots, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'll have some like guest musicians singing like light and, and like we rise, we fall. It would be really cool. I've been thinking about that. I want to do that one day, like a very small setting, small venues. Yeah. Just some acoustic guitars and then like translating those songs into, yeah. That's very cool. I appreciate that. Um, so a couple quick fire questions for you, a bit more random and all over the place, but how old were you when you decided to keep the beard? I was, um, it's about, 23 okay yeah and uh you know when i kept it i I suddenly didn't have to show my id anymore when i I bought alcohol (laughs) it makes me wiser it makes me a wiser man (laughs) yeah it goes along with that grandpa of the tour bus right yeah (laughs) yeah 
So what sort of work-life balance do you have? Are you in the studio often? What other things do you get up to? I have no work-life balance. It's all the same thing. Okay. It's, uh, probably not so healthy, but. Um, <laughs> well, it depends if you love what you do. Yeah. It's a complicated question because I'm always working on this stuff. It's, it's, it, it, and that's also maybe why my music is, is so personal because it's, mm. it's uh, about every single day in my life and the thoughts that I feel and think and a lot of these thoughts also happen because I'm touring and I'm, I'm traveling from city to city making connections with people and then having to say goodbye again it, it's all it's all one thing and uh, I don't think I would be able to do it any other way because I, I wouldn't be able to, to release a love song if uh, if I was uh, in the middle of a heartbreak you know it, it would feel so such a contrast such a yeah. So, yeah, no work-life balance yet, but maybe that's something I'll work on in the future when I, you know, work on it, work on it. Which artists do you listen to the most? Lately, I listen to a lot of um, Sufjan Stevens. Uh, this new artist called Former Hero that we just released on Bitbird. Really great artist. Amazing. He's from the UK too, actually. Have you heard to of check him? him out. No, I oh, haven't. No. No, this is this is a serious topic. It's not like oh, you have to check. You have to check him out. Yeah, you okay. All right. You put on former hero. Yeah. He is. He's doing something incredible, in 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 the electronic music scene right now. Truly, truly groundbreaking. And I, he's one of the few artists I want to see on the main stage. You know. Yeah. And then, if you could collaborate with any artist, from you know alive right now passed away who would it be i always find it hard to answer this question because i feel like if i name my favorite band or favorite artist it kind of uh makes me feel like that's the only thing i like or that's what what well, identity say three three different ones no I, I can i can tell you about like i grew up listening to the red hot chili peppers yeah when i was young have you have you ever heard of them oh yeah yeah, yeah. cool um and their guitarist, John Frusciante, definitely uh, inspired me a lot. I gotta mm. say, like the way he plays guitar, I was I was the biggest fan. So if I'd ever be able to do something with him, that'd be so awesome. But they also say, don't meet your hero. So <laughs> maybe that's better that way. I don't know. But John Frusciante from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Really, really uh, inspiring to me throughout my life. Well, thank you so much for being on today. I really appreciate it. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Yeah, man. Same. Very good question. Thank you for the for the deep questions. <laughs> appreciate it. Like to, you know, find a little bit more about the artists, you know, from behind the music. Well, cool. oh, great, great, great job. Great work. The San Holo will be in the Ritz in Raleigh November 5th. So to all of you out there, don't forget to subscribe and like us whenever you're getting your our podcast from. And make sure you head over to wolfbites.ncsu.edu for more information. I'm Nathan here at Wolf Bites Radio, and we'll catch you next time here at Wolf Bites Open Mic. Like us, subscribe, and review. This is 88.1 Wolf Bites Radio's Open Mic.